going to share a problem with you. I have a problem. It actually is a problem that my granddaughter has at the moment. And I'm wondering if I might be able to help me. So, and maybe it's a problem that you understand. You might have had this problem yourself at some point. So she has a group of friends that she's very good friends with. And she has another friend that she's very good friends with. But she's caught in the middle because this group of friends doesn't get on with this friend over here. You ever had that problem? It's pretty tough, isn't it? And she's in the middle because she likes these people and she likes this person and she wants to try and help everybody get on together. What, what could she do? It's a problem. It's a tough one, isn't it? She could be a peacemaker. But is it easy to be a peacemaker? Very difficult, isn't it? Because sometimes when you're trying to bring people together, don't you feel like you're being pulled in two directions? Pretty tough. Well, we're going to talk about that. And you guys have just, uh, in your uh, little presentation today, have actually helped all of us here to understand and be reminded of how we can be peacemakers. So I'm just going to share some things from the Bible and the scripture reading that Liam read to us a moment ago. Did you notice that in the Bible reading, which comes from the Old Testament, and uh, it's by the prophet Isaiah, that it talks about a son who's going to be born. Now the interesting thing is that when Isaiah talked about this son and he made this prediction that this son would be born, he did that 700 years before it happened. Pretty amazing, isn't it? 700 years before it happened, and we know that, and well, I hope you know, that the son that is spoken of here in Isaiah is talking about Jesus. And so we'll just we'll have a look at that and look at it from the perspective of how we might actually be better peacemakers. Because like my granddaughter's problem, where she's trying to be a peacemaker and bring two people together, we had a problem. In fact, many of us still have this problem today. And that problem is that we actually want to know what it's like to be at peace with God. But there's some things that get in the way of that. And what our Bible reading tells us today is that God solved that problem through Jesus. It's our problem, but God had a plan, he had a purpose. That's why he sent Jesus. And that's why we've been reminded of that today through your wonderful presentation. So let's just have a look at it. just want to remind you of something that you brought out to us. Angels, can you just give us the cue, please? These are the angels. Cue, please. Thank you. Okay, that's very good. So, the first thing we were reminded of was that there were some angels that came and made an announcement, a very important announcement, on the night that Jesus was born. When you read in the Gospel of Luke about the birth of Jesus, it tells us that there was one of those angels that particularly told the shepherds that to you today has been born in the city of Bethlehem a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. We know that. The story reminded us of it. Let me remind you of what Isaiah says. He says that this son who is given to us will be called Wonderful Counselor. Now that's an interesting name, isn't it? We call Jesus Jesus, but Isaiah said that one of his names is Wonderful Counselor. What do you think that might mean? 
What do you think Isaiah meant when he said that this son, Jesus, we call him Jesus, will be called Wonderful Counselor? Pretty hard, isn't it, when you think about it? I think you know what the word wonderful means, but what does it mean to call Jesus a wonderful counselor? What does that mean? Got an idea, Lamb? Just speak it out, first one. I'm old and deaf. <laughs> okay, so what Lamb was saying is that the term counselor is like having a, a position of authority in the government and uh, has power. That's very true. And some of the other names of Jesus bring that out very clearly. I think one of the ideas of picking up on that idea of being in government is that the word counselor here means to have a plan or a purpose. And you hope that people who are in leadership have plans and purposes. So this is telling us that one of the names of Jesus is that he comes with a plan and a purpose. Have a look at this slide. Because I want to talk to you about how we can be better peacemakers. If we're going to be better peacemakers, then we need to be at peace with God. And we read in the Bible that God has a purpose. And you have a look, and, and Mrs. Fellow always laughs when I use this, but I, I think that this is kind of fun to point these things out. So, this is telling us here, if we want to know the first step to having peace with God is to understand that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. God had a plan and a purpose for Jesus. That was to come to the earth and become the savior of the world. That was God's plan, God's purpose. That's why we call Jesus wonderful counselor. But God has a plan and purpose for your life as well. John 10, verse 10, Jesus was speaking one day to some people that he was with, and he said, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. That is God's plan and purpose for every person who walks the planet. Every person here today, look around, we've got a lot of people here. Every per God has a plan for every single person here. He has a plan and a purpose for you, for your life. And that plan and purpose is that you might actually know God as your Heavenly Father. That you might experience what it is to really live. When Jesus said, I came to give you life and to have it to the full, what he meant was that you might have life and really know what it is to live and to live in partnership with God. So that's God's plan and purpose for you. Jesus, the wonderful counsellor, came to fulfil God's plans and purposes, be the saviour of the world. The first step for us to know God's, to know peace in our life is to understand God has a plan for your life and that includes peace and fulfilment. Let's have a look at the next thing that your presentation reminds us about. Where's the baby? Minus the manger. Do you remember your lines, mate? You are the saviour. So, we read in, remember the passage that was read from Isaiah chapter 9? We read there uh, that not only is Jesus called Wonderful Counselor, but it goes on and it says he's called Mighty God. Now, I think we all understand what that means, don't we? What that is saying is that not only does God have a plan and a purpose for Jesus, and he comes with a plan and a purpose, but it's telling us that he is the mighty God. So we understand that Jesus is not just a human being, but he is also God. But I want to pick up on that idea of the mighty God, because it's an interesting term. When it describes Jesus as the mighty God, it's saying, yes, he's God. But it is also referring to the fact that he came as a human being. 
because the idea of being mighty, it was a way of describing a really tough soldier, someone who was a hero. Any of you got heroes that you look up to? Sure you do. Well, they used to have lots and lots of heroes in the days of Isaiah, mighty men. And so when it describes Jesus as the mighty God, it's not just reminding us that he is a God, it's also reminding us that he's a man. He came to earth and became, this was God who became a human being. That, that's really difficult to get your head around, isn't it? How can God be a man at the same time? But that's what the Bible tells us. Well, there's another part of this story. You see, if you have a look at the next step to peace with God, Jesus came as a man to this earth to fulfil God's plans and purposes for our life. And by becoming a man, that meant that he was able to live as God wants us to live. But here's the problem. You see, God has a plan and a purpose for our life. He wants us to have peace. He wants us to have life. But we know that we don't measure up. You see, the Bible tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So if you imagine it like this, here are people on this side and here is God over here, and you've got this great chasm in between, this valley. And so if people here want the good life that God has promised, they want to be able to live with God and be in connection with God, but they know that there's something that separates them. The Bible calls that sin. That's our problem. That's what separates us from God. And as try as we might, and as hard as we try, we cannot get from here to here. Because the Bible verse I just mentioned to you says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You might ask the question, what does sin mean? Sin simply means I want to do my own thing. I want to live my life my way. And without anybody telling me what to do. It's as simple as that. Now I know that you always do what you're told, don't you? We all know that we fall short. And so... Whilst God's plan for us is to have a fulfilling life, we fall short because of our sin, we're separated from God. And as I said, try as we, as hard as we can, we cannot reach that gap. Jesus came so that he could fulfill God's plan and enable us to live and be with God. So let's have a look at the next picture. Something else that stood out to me from your presentation today, the star, where is our star? Okay, start. Do your stuff, stand up, come on, do your stuff. You are the star, great stuff. We read in the Bible about the star. And if you read in the Gospel of Matthew, you will read there about a star that guided the wise men sometime after Jesus was born. We don't know exactly when that happened, but sometime after Jesus was born, the star guided the wise men and came and uh, to the place where Jesus was living at that time with his parents, and the wise men worshipped him, and they brought the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So we read in Isaiah's passage, you might remember the reading, what were his names? Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. What was the next one? Everlasting Father, that's right. What does that mean? Jesus is called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. What does that mean? 
Got a suggestion? Forever. Very good. It really, to call Jesus everlasting Father means he is Father forever. You know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of the fact that Jesus came from his Father. He lived, died, rose again, and went back to his Father. And he made it possible for you and for me and for everybody here to go to the Father as well. Pretty important, isn't it? Pretty special. Came from the Father, went back to his Father, so that we can come to the Father. Let's have a look at the next step of peace with God. This is what Jesus has done. Remember we said that people are on this side, people are over here, and God is over here, and nothing can bridge the gap, nothing we can do. But you see what Jesus has done? He's bridged the gap. He's created a bridge. Jesus is the peacemaker. Remember the problem I talked about at the beginning? About what it's like to be a peacemaker and bring two people together? Well, that's what Jesus has done here by dying on the cross and rising from the dead on the third day. And so he's made it possible for us to come to God. The Bible verse that I want you to think about is one that is found in the book of Peter, 1 Peter, and it simply says that Jesus died for everybody, the just for the unjust. He lived a perfect life, and so he became the perfect sacrifice to die on the cross. And the reason he did that, Peter says, is that he might bring you to God, the Father. Incredible, isn't it? You see what God has done? He had a plan and a purpose for Jesus. He has a plan and a purpose for you. But out the plans and purposes for us that God has have been spoiled by sin. So he sent Jesus to die on the cross and Jesus has bridged the gap by his death and his resurrection. So I have a question that I want to ask you. If you can look at the next picture, please. Where are you today? This is a good question. This is a good question for everybody to ask you this morning. Where are you today? Are you here? Are you still here? On this side of the chasm? Haven't asked forgiveness for your sin? Or are you here? At peace with God because you have asked Jesus in your heart. You've trusted him as your Lord and Saviour. There's one more verse the Bible tells us. It says that therefore we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When we put our trust in Jesus, when we ask him to forgive us for our sin, and we ask him to come into our life to take control of our life, it's possible for us to move from here to here and have peace with God. That's why... Jesus is described. You remember the last name of Jesus? He was mighty God. Uh, sorry, he was wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. You know why he's the Prince of Peace? It's another way of saying he's a king. Because he brings peace between people and God. And when we have peace, when we have God's peace in our heart, when we have our peace with God, we're then able to be peacemakers and bring God's peace to our people. So my question is, to all of us here today, and I ask you seriously, where are you? Are you here still in your sin? Or have you asked forgiveness for your sin? Accepted what Jesus has done? 
and step in the peace of God. Let me just share with you a way that you can do that. You can pray a prayer like this. I'm just going to read it out to you. It says, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died for my sin and he raised him to life. I want to trust him as my saviour and follow him as Lord from this day forward. Guide my life and help me to do your will. Pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask everybody here to bow their heads. And if you would like to pray that prayer, I'm going to pray it slowly. If you would like to pray this prayer, no matter how old you are, then I'm going to ask you to pray it quietly in your heart now with me as we pray. Let's bow our heads and quietly pray. Okay. Remember that this is a special moment between you and God. And this is something that you want to do and you really mean it, then you pray along in your heart with me. Just repeat the words in your heart. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died for my sin. And I believe that you raised him to life. I want to trust him as my saviour. follow him as Lord from this day forward. Please guide my life and help me to do your will. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, if you pray that prayer and you really meant it, that's something that you really meant. Can I ask you to do something for me? Can you please tell perhaps Tim or Pippa or one of your treehouse leaders or your mum or dad you prayed that prayer? Maybe you have some questions about what you've done. And it's the same for uh, all of you here. If you prayed that prayer this morning and you really meant it, then please talk to someone here in our church about it or come and talk with me. Because this is how we know the peace of God. This is for everybody. Jesus came that we might establish that it's a peace between him and God and us can be established. Pray that prayer. We want to help. Please come and talk. And as I said, talk to Tim or Pippa or one of your leaders or your mum and dad. And God bless you. And one last picture. These are the children. Can you all stand, please, children? Put our hands together again for the great job they've done this morning. You can sit down again. Thank you. These are the children who played their part in the story that lives in all our hearts to share the news of the Saviour born <coughs> the very first Christmas morning. I just want to say one thing to you. Guys, you've done such a wonderful job telling us the beautiful story of Christmas. It's a wonderful story. It's so simple but it means so much uh, because of what God did in sending Jesus for us. And you did a great job this morning. And I want to encourage you because you helped tell that story today. And you can tell that story to other people. 
Maybe there's someone you can invite to church at Christmas, this coming Christmas, or you might want to tell a friend about Jesus, or you might want to try and help some friends who are fighting to make peace. You can tell them that. And I have one more picture to show you, because this is a hero of mine. Uh, this man only died a few years ago at the age of 99. Pretty amazing, isn't it? His name is Billy Graham. And he wrote a book called Peace with God. And in that book, he was helping people. And he spent his whole life telling people about Jesus. And it's, uh, they estimated, have a listen to this, that he actually talked to about 2 billion people telling them about Jesus. Can you imagine that? He actually talked about Jesus to 2 billion people. Not all at once, of course. But that's what he did over his life. And they reckon that over 3 million people made peace with God because of what this man did. When he died, not long before he died, he said that when he gets to heaven, he wants to ask God, why did you pick a poor country boy like me to tell so many people about Jesus? I'm going to share that story with you today because really all he was doing was helping people make peace with God. And you can do that. And who knows? Maybe... God wants to use one of you, and I mean this sincerely, maybe God wants to use one of you like that. But wherever you are, you can be a peacemaker. Bring your friends together and help people make peace with God. God bless you. Let's pray, and then we're going to close our service. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these young people. Thank you for the wonderful way that they have reminded us of the simplicity and the power of the story of your son Jesus coming to earth. I pray your blessing on them. I pray your blessing on their families. I pray peace for them. I pray, Lord, that they will be peacemakers. And I pray above all else that they, that all of us here today, will truly know what it means to be at peace with you. In Jesus' name.